Uh, my name is Tim Larkin. I am from Baltimore, Maryland, and I am a construction superintendent. And how did you get involved with this line of work, Tim? Um, in high school, um, my brother worked for a construction company. And um, when I started turning 15, 16, um, I needed a summer job. And I uh, just started off doing kind of labor work for a, uh, a custom home builder. And that kind of just progressed through when I went to college. Um, the days I wasn't going to classes, I would do work uh, as a carpenter by then. And you built up from a laborer to a carpenter. Then when I finally graduated college at the end of 2008, it was not a really good job market. And I luckily was able to stay employed and stay in construction. By the time I got out of college, there wasn't, I was making more money doing carpentry work um, than I would have with my degree starting off as. So I just kind of Continued in construction and um, just kind of slowly just moved up from a carpenter to a foreman, uh, you know, running a crew and then got a, associated with a general contractor with A.R. Morani, which I'm working at now, and um, became a superintendent. So then I started to uh, be the guy running the jobs in the field. Very good. So it sounds like you started off in residential architecture. Uh, how in the world did you get involved with these big jobs like the Peel? Is that is that a really different experience? It is. I mean, um, the it, I did start off in residential work. Um, and I mean, a lot of the construction practices carry over from residential to construction uh, to commercial work. The company that I'm with has done some smaller historic renovations. Uh, I mean, they've been in business for a very long time. I mean, I think well over 20 years, maybe 30. Um, so they have a very good background to build off of and pursue this kind of work. But the first historic renovation project that I was on was St. Paul's Rectory. So there's a St. Paul's Church right up there on Charles and Saratoga. Uh, they have a rectory building um, right a block away on Saratoga, and I think it's Cathedral up there. Um, so we did a renovation similar style to the Peels, which we put all new um, electric in, all new HVAC, all new plumbing. The building was built in 1791. So that was kind of my first introduction to that. All, all this work is very problem solving. Everything you do you got to solve a problem. You can't just like go in and, you know, not have any supervision. These guys have to really use their brains um, where they're running all of their mechanical and electric work. Um, and a lot of times you hit obstacles that you have to figure out the best way. So I am pretty good with problem solving. And I think that was a trait that they might have seen that I could handle, you know, this complicated type of construction. So are there more problems associated with a building like the Peel or St. Paul's versus your average warehouse or commercial building? Yeah, I would say definitely in general it is, um, mostly because of the style of construction where your modern commercial style building um, has typically is a lot more open. You have, you know, the structure of the building is actually kind of 
built such that you're able to run all your mechanical equipment below the floor joists or, you know, run your plumbing in certain areas and you don't have to cut through, you know, wood beams or wood trusses or things like that. A lot of your standard commercial work is um, masonry and steel and things like that. Whereas your residential or some of your older style um, buildings, especially downtown, are you know, just a brick walls with all wood frame floors. And they especially just didn't take with older buildings. They don't have places for running some of the modern amenities like HV, like AC systems, duct works and things like that. They weren't really built into the footprint of the building. So to add all that in afterwards, uh, it's just needs to have some creativity involved of where you're actually placing these physical items um, in a building that wasn't really designed necessarily for that stuff. So let's bring that into context and you know, think about the Peel in 2020. Um, was that the first time that you'd come into the building or had you been apprised of what was happening there before? Um, that was the first time that I myself was in the building. Um, I know that my boss, Alan Morani, has spent, I think, at least one to maybe two years prior to when we started. Um, and I think we started construction in in February 2021. And I think that he was involved for at least one to two years prior to that, doing a lot of investigation, trying to figure out the pathways that we were using to run all of the new equipment. Him and the architect and some of our uh, contractors did a lot of legwork up front. Uh, to get the plans ironed out and figured out beforehand. So it really made our jobs, the guys in the field, actually hands-on um, a lot easier. So what were your first thoughts when you walked in? Was it was it an, oh my gosh, this is going to be a huge project moment? Yes and no. I mean, it it's, uh, kind of comes with the confidence of having prior experience that very few times we step into something i mean you, you always have an initial reaction once you don't fully understand all the ins and outs of everything anything new it's easy just to say oh man this is going to be this is going to be crazy but once you start getting your head in the game and understanding all of the processes involved um i mean we knew it was going to be difficult uh but it was something that we could also accomplish so I think it's it's important not to be too freaked out no matter what you do with anything new. Anything new is going to be tough and difficult at first, but once you actually start working on it, pretty much every problem can be overcome. So what were some of those really big challenges that you guys encountered? Well, we had to install an elevator inside of the building. Elevators require very specific requirements for the size of the elevator shaft and so we had to really figure out the very specific spot that this elevator shaft could fit and it was going up against a existing interior brick wall and the way the brick wall was built it was wider down at the bottom and it kind of had a curve in the wall so the wall wasn't perfectly plumb and it was just kind of difficult between the basement and the third floor, which is well over 40, almost 50 feet, uh, trying to figure out with this old wall that's not perfectly straight, it has a curve in it, and we have to figure out what points are we measuring 
to get the very specific size of this elevator shaft incorporating this really curved and old brick wall. It was a, you know, interesting challenge. It wasn't something that was totally complicated, but it was a lot of, it's important just to plan ahead and know what we're doing rather than just start eyes in the field and start laying block work until we really iron out all the details. So the elevator was was an interesting thing to get in. I think the, the hardest part was probably fitting all of the mechanical systems, electric, some HVAC, um, all into the first floor because the old building had all of their um, mechanical equipment downstairs in the basement. But since this is in a floodplain, we had to move all the equipment up on the first floor. So none of it, none of that basement could be utilized as they had in previous times. So it was taking a lot of equipment, a lot of electric, um, a lot of HVAC units, and just squeezing them into this one small mechanical room and making sure that the room could actually be used you know, to have some extra space for the peel because the peel has very limited storage space too. So I think actually that was probably the hardest thing is just fitting every, as much of equipment as we could into the first floor mechanical room. There was a lot of ductwork coming off of there. There was a lot of electric. That was our central electric hub too. So yeah, that was, that was probably one of the hardest, hardest things to figure out. So you mentioned the elevator and sort of, you know, building the elevator. Did you guys have to reconfigure the the walls or is the layout generally the same as it was when you first took hold of the job? Yeah, so the layout is the same. Uh, there was very limited amount of reworking of, of walls. Basically all the walls, for the most part, um, I think there was one section on the first floor that we we reworked uh, that back, I don't know if it's called the back edition or the west edition. Um, that area, we took down some walls and that was part of where the mechanical room is on the first floor. But other than that, all of the walls up on the second floor and the third floor uh, for sure were left in place. And so we were able to fit elevator and bathroom within the footprint of those those old walls. We kept all the hardwood floors that we could. So uh, definitely on the second and third floor. Um, uh, well, there was one section on the second floor. We repaired uh, some hardwood floors, but so we just sanded and um, just added a top coat of polyurethane to the, the hardwood floors. So I actually don't know how, how old they are, but I know they were definitely there when we started. Were there any surprises that you guys encountered? Did you find anything interesting or, you know, have any of those like, oh, this is really cool moments? Being the type of construction it is, so it's, um, there, there's a lot of, you know, all the exterior walls are all brick walls and it's all plaster inside there. So a lot of times you, the plaster is right to the brick uh, or right to the floor joists. Um, so when you're opening things up, there's not really a lot of for unknowns. Um, you know, it's pretty simple construction. So everything that you open up is just the standard plaster right on the walls um, or right on the brick. And the section of, you know, floors that we, we took up for the elevator, um, it was a very, very standard construction. I mean, it was a pretty neat seeing the old materials that they use for the floor joists they were just really large timbers 
um, things you don't really see nowadays. Um, other than that, you know, they've had different styles of plaster in that building. So I'm definitely not a plaster expert, but it depends on the time period. They use different techniques to apply plaster, which I've kind of learned a little bit about. And they had a lot of those techniques in different areas of the building. So you could kind of see a little bit of the history of renovations through, you know, through the times that they used the technique. So up in the attic, uh, they had uh, older style technique with wood. Um, and then downstairs, a little more modern was having a wire, a metal wire mesh behind the plaster. So we could kind of see when we cut open walls, you know, how old was this plaster? Was it closer towards the beginning of when they actually constructed the building or is it a newer technique that was opened up before and then somebody came back again and had a new plaster. So uh, that was an interesting thing that we could really see the places that the building has been touched previously by by different con different tradesmen in the past. So speaking of the plaster, um, what kind of application did you guys do this time around? Did you use historic methods or did you go with um, more modern techniques? Uh, it was more modern techniques. Um, we used uh, wire, metal wire mesh when uh, we could. Um, there is also, we just put on put a, uh, a plaster backer board. We didn't see this in a lot of this building, but in previous places we've done, they would... Um, it's similar to like a drywall board, but it was, uh, you know, a plaster backer board that we would just, you know, cut a sheet uh, similar to drywall and then put it up and then just do the top layer of uh, plaster over that. So it really just helped us get larger areas covered up quicker. So you must have had a team of plasters. In total, how many people worked on this building at any, any given time in the last two years? Well, it definitely range but it's actually surprising how few people tradesmen's actually have their hands in at any given time um probably an average of of three electricians that uh ran the entire electric for for the entire building there's a couple guys here and there extra but um by and large it's really just three guys same thing with the plaster uh there was three guys uh that did all of the plaster work in the entire building same thing with the plumbers uh it's kind of between two and four guys at a time doing all that work and for the hvac systems it's probably five to six guys running all the duct work um setting all the units and things like that so with myself and i had two other guys there pretty much the entire length of the pro uh, project doing miscellaneous carpentry work. Uh, we self-performed all of our trim work. So one to two highly skilled carpenters that were uh, there for months on end uh, doing all the, all the trim. So did you start with the mechanical or what was the first step in the sequence of, of getting those trades involved? The first steps are definitely to finish clearing out uh, the peel, you know, clear out a lot of their stuff. But our first step was get in there and take out any walls that were on the first floor. But it was really the the electricians, mechanical guys were, electricians were there for pretty much the entire project. So they were always, I always had a, a 
demo crew. And so as they needed to pull a wire or a certain pathway from the main electric room up to whichever floor they're working on, uh, we would have to trench walls open for them, walls and ceilings. So we basically had to, to run that building one once at a time or you yep. know, one room at a time or one floor at a time um, to just make sure that they had a good pathway to get up there. Uh, so that was really the first step. And then after the electricians kind of started doing their work, um, the HAC guys came in and we did the same thing for them, figure out where all their duct work is going. And then the plumbers were blast. But once we got all that figured out, we had learned a lot of how the building was trusted. So you, you mentioned specifically that you were helping with the carpentry work. So what were you doing with the trim? Is it just repair or were you adding new trim? A little bit of both. It was, a lot of it was, there's a, uh, a trim company down in Glen Burnie that uh, you can give them a piece of trim and then they will, they have a machine, um, make their blades and then on this machine and then it will cut all trim to match the piece that you give them. The trim in the entire building um, between the baseboard, um, the baseboard is made out of two different pieces, the one square part of the lower and then the base cap, the upper part that actually has the curving detail on it. A lot of chair rail, um, a lot of window casing. Uh, most of the crown molding in that building was plaster um, with the exception of the first floor and uh, or the, the back addition of the first floor. So I was really helping my small demo crew um just ahead of all the tradesmen's making sure that they had uh that we would remove the plaster and that way all the tradesmen's could run their equipment inside of the floor joists or inside of the walls and things like that that was definitely a many month task of just getting with my guys and chopping one section of plaster at a time because we didn't want to cut more than we had to so we wanted to really just you know make everything work in that space and then once we're done we can go to the next space and cut that that way we just didn't take down the entire plaster then helping making sure all my carpenters had the material in front of them to replace the trim but we also did a lot of repair um there is a product called uh, wood epox and it's a uh, uh, basically just a, a you mix up it acts a lot like wood and you can sand it and stain it and mold it into the profiles that help match uh, old trim. So the areas that we were better off just doing a little repair, uh, we did that as well. That was really a lot of my daily time spent was just making sure the guys were doing what they're supposed to do, doing it correctly, um, not damaging things around them. And um, really just, you know, we didn't want to, we wanted to minimize as much as we could what we disturb. So we really wanted to be select in all of our processes. Is it an eye opener when you walk into the building now and you say to yourself, wow, I was really part of something? I think that now that we're actually, you know, a month or maybe two out, when I first, being there every single day, uh, the changes seem so minor to me uh, because I see them going, you know, not slowly, but when you see it every day, the changes don't seem so profound. And I've spent 
a lot of time in there, eight hours a day, at least, you know, five days a week. Uh, so that's a lot of time to spend in a place. Um, you know, when I just see the an open building, it's it's just a continuation of my work when I actually see what owners or, you know, building owners do with the building. That's when I find it interesting because that was what our whole work was, is providing a space for people to use it. So that part is a little more interesting to me, um, seeing the reason why we did this work. I mean, we, we had so many different experiences there. Uh, I mean, we did even a small um, amount of work in the courtyard. Um, I know that wasn't a big part of our project, but it was just nice working out in that courtyard. Um, we kind of built in uh, an access ramp to the back door, and uh, we were just taken down through uh, some of the old brick. And just like any part of a big building, there's always uh, there's always light of things, um, which actually digging outside was a little bit more a little more interesting of the different layers because, like I was saying before, there wasn't prices on the inside because you have this plaster right on the the wood framing, and it's pretty standard stuff but whenever you're digging down under layers of patio bricks and courtyard um you know there's just uh things under there there was we found large relatively larger slabs of marble uh that it looks like was possibly an old part of their courtyard before so that was interesting i mean we also limited how much we were digging so we feel like there could be a lot more to explore under there um but we just stayed within where we needed to to work anything interesting it's just uh we have a bunch of different construction guys on a job site um you know sometimes we're all best friends and sometimes we're yelling at each other because we're in bad moods and we're grumpy and you know we're not getting what we want or things are difficult you know it's it's tough in uh when building that has no air conditioning and you're doing dirty plaster you know working in a atmosphere with with plaster which is just inherently uh dusty you know tensions can run high sometimes so you get in arguing matches with different guys or sometimes i walk up i hear two guys yelling at each other and uh you know got to break up it's not a fight more of a verbal verbal fight but then you know, next day or later in the day, they're chatting away like nothing, you know, n nothing happened. Everyone's best of friends. So that's just kind of part of construction. Um, and that was, you know, a daily thing we had to deal with, especially in the, the worst parts of, you know, either the heat or the cold. Um, things like that always come up. So at the end of the day, what do you think Rembrandt Peel would think about your renovation? Um, I hope he would, uh, would enjoy it. I think that we preserve the footprint of the building which is a very important thing that we we modified i wouldn't say we did a lot of changing uh we utilized the space that they built before and made it a little bit more functional for the modern times and i think that he probably would enjoy the air conditioning in the summer <laughs> why do you think it's important um for us to save buildings like the peel I think it's it's just the general history of things. I mean, there's so much change going on uh, all the time. Um, there's always new buildings, and it's easy to forget about the past when you're all looking 
forward 